0: Well, it's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey and Bethesda, Maryland. And this is news that you can use from CarEdge with your hosts, Ray and Zach. And, and Zach, I believe, I, I, help me if I'm wrong, I believe some banks are quitting auto lending. Or is it one bank? What, what exactly is it?
1: Here's the deal, folks. We're going to jump right in. We've got a great show in store for you today, including a health update that leads to a new segment. We're not going to get into the details, but there's a new segment on the show. Going to be a surprise to my dad. Wait, we're going (laughs) to... We're going to get a Team Shepska health update and a new segment. All right, here we go, folks. Mechanics Bank exits indirect auto lending, dad. The bank had a $3.6 portfolio dollar portfolio at the end year end 2021 dad mechanics bank is not the only bank to recently get out of the auto lending business key bank made the decision to do that back in 2020 and we've seen several banks pull back when it comes to their auto lending portfolios citizens bank truest bank we know that it's become more difficult to make money, in auto loans, Chase, Huntington, and Wells Fargo's earnings all demonstrated a serious decline in the amount of originations they have. When you dig into this, Dad, it's, it's pretty simple stuff. Mechanics simply decided that they want to lend money in other areas because it's more profitable for them, I think shining a bit of a light on the challenges of doing auto lending, i.e. repossessions, i.e. people not paying on their loans. I e spreads on those auto loans not being as strong as they want them to be. I found this to be incredibly interesting and indicative of the direction of the
0: market. Uh, I I believe it's interesting in, as well, and I would like to to suggest another reason for them to do it. Okay, please, and and that reason would be so that you could come up with the headline that said banks are quitting auto lending. They wanna they wanna help grow the Ray and Zach channel um, on, on YouTube. So, you know, apparently, uh, they hope to maybe be investors one day in car edge. And, <laughs> and so <laughs> they figure if they stop indirect auto lending and I, and I believe they don't even do direct auto lending. No. Um, so they're, they're realistically, basically just getting out of, out of the auto lending business. And that's what key bank did as well. So, you know, it, yep. it is interesting, and it does show that that perhaps uh, you know auto lending is not nearly as profitable as some other forms of lending, and you know so they're gonna they're gonna put their eggs in a slightly different basket.
1: And Leon, I think, is at the nail on the head, Dad. Bank lending cycles they're based on risk cal- risk calculations, and I think okay. if you're okay. if you're reading if you're reading the tea leaves, if you're reading through yeah. the lines, you can see pretty clearly, Dad, the pullback in originations from a ton of major banks in the fourth quarter. Now we, yeah. and we even see it in the, um, uh, the repackaging of, of ABS, of the asset-backed securities. Truist had a 25% delinquency rate in their most recent uh, ABS deal. No wonder these executives are looking at it and they're saying, this is too risky. I think for us as consumers, what that means tightening lending requirements. So they're only yes. going to want to lend to the people that they know are going to be able to actually pay their loan. They don't want to have high delinquency rates in their portfolio. And I think it's also alluding to a likely increase in delinquencies and um, ultimately repossessions. And that's been a storyline we've talked about ad nauseum on this channel. I don't know quite when it happens, but I think those are the two, the two uh, dynamics at play here. You're going to see tighter lending requirements and restrictions on consumers, and you're going to see more repoed vehicles making it to the auction at, eventually.
0: Yeah you you're already seeing the the tighter restrictions on lending um you know banks i believe uh understand that they contributed to part of the problem in 2021 and 2022 and that was that they agreed to finance way too much money on way too many overpriced vehicles and overvalued vehicles 1.6 trillion
1: dollars Dad, in in auto loans outstanding now it's the highest
0: it's ever been Okay. And because of that, um, you know, they realize that they put themselves at, at greater risk. And so many of them are tightening up uh, the guidelines, which means that the dealers won't be able, they can ask anything they want as far as pricing is concerned, but in order to get a bank to lend the money required, Either the consumer is going to have to come up with a much larger down payment than many might have, or more than likely, the dealer is going to have to adjust the price downward so that it can fit into the tightened lending practices. Um, so ultimately it should mean good news as far as pricing is concerned, um, moving forward now moving forward is that today or tomorrow no we had that discussion yesterday you know that could be six eight ten weeks from now um when tax season turns out to be a dud for dealers and used car dealers in particular so um you you know we're at a time of the year we're entering the time of the year where it's the spring selling season and there's typically a spike Um, if the spike is not as large as it has been historically in the past, um, then I think we will see prices come down for that reason and banks lending practices. So it could bode well ultimately for consumers. Um, now are the prices ever going to get back to pre pandemic levels? Absolutely not. Not unless we, not unless we have a major recession or a depression, um, but barring those two things, um, no, the prices will never get back to the pre-pandemic levels. Um, they've proven, manufacturers and dealers have proven, um, that Americans will overpay so that they can uh, satiate their appetite for autos.
1: A couple comments in the chat. I want to pull up pops and then switch gears to a different story we've got from Bill saying, "I hope the Car Edge credit union partners have not abandoned car loans." No. No, they have not. If you're interested in working with a local credit union or a credit union that is able to work with you, just go to CarEdge.com slash finance. Very proud of the relationships we have with our credit union partners. And then learning fast, Dad says, how are yeah. Ruben Carvana still in business? I bring this up in part. That'll be Friday's show. Friday's show, I can tell you right now, is going to be a teardown of Carvana's earnings. They come out after hours at 4 30 PM, uh, tomorrow. So we'll be, we'll be tearing down the Carvana results. I think there will be, that will be indicative of what's happening in the subprime market because don't get it wrong here, but Carvana is just the facade for a subprime lending organization. Um, that'll be so interesting to dig through. And I plan on, I'm already planning on Thursday night dead. I'm going to be sitting down, I'm going to have dinner with Laura, and then I'm going to dig into the, to the income statements, the reports, like I, I am going to tear down those Carvana. The carvana earnings because i think it's gonna be so interesting for our friday show
0: um well i'm i am thankful that you're willing to do that um i'm not i'm not sure laura is quite as thankful but (laughs) i think she understands that you are you are uh, dedicated to the cause and that you're trying your best to grow a business and she supports you in that
1: Every once in a while, Pops, every once in a while. All right, let's switch gears here, Dad. There was an interesting article in Automotive News. I don't know if you had a chance to review it. However, I will share it here. I do think it's fascinating. U.S. dealership count grew for the second year in a row. Annual franchise report says part of this ties into, I think this comes from a company called Urban Science, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Um, yeah, Urban Science's annual automotive franchise activity report. So this is new car dealers. Yes. There are 18,257 new vehicle dealerships as of January 1st, up 27 year over year. Not a huge increase, obviously. 27 is not huge out of 18,257. But it is a bit of the narrative around like, you know, the dealerships are going away. The dealerships are going away. Well, maybe they're not if, if the, the, those folks are investing the amount of money that's necessary to build up those dealerships. I found it fascinating to see that number Dad. I would have thought if anything, it would be slowly contracting, but it actually is slowly growing
0: uh that's two years in a row that there's been some growth and trust me the growth has been minimal both years um and and the past two years make up for the previous two years prior to that where uh the number of franchised new car dealership actually fell um so you know, I, I guess realistically, we can expect for the for the short term uh, that we're going to see somewhere around eighteen thousand two hundred and fifty new car dealerships in the United States to service the consumers out there that are hopefully purchasing somewhere between thirteen million and and probably fifteen million new vehicles a year. Do I think that? In the future, we will see contraction in that. Yeah, I think that I think the big ass publics will continue to grow and they will buy up the stores that make sense to buy up. Um, and that the smaller stores that, that the publics have no interest in or no desire in, um, they're probably going to find it much more difficult to sustain their businesses once we get back to quasi-normal inventory levels that will require dealers to once again compress their margins and discount vehicles along with the increase in incentives for manufacturers to help make it easier for people to buy cars so um, once that happens again Uh, Yeah, don't be surprised if the number of franchise dealerships actually drops again, like it has in the past.
1: Yeah, I think that is likely the outcome as well. And I think, Dad, we might see more and more Stellantis dealerships.
0: Oh, my goodness. Did
1: you see this? Let's, Let's dive into this, Dad. Ah oh, man and it frustrates the hell out of me because we're just continuing to see the push towards more expensive vehicles but Jeep yeah. Ram drives Stellantis profit surge despite sagging vehicle sales content and prices drove results in a year uh, in a year ahead of Ram EV van launch Dad, here's here's the headline profits were up 23% to 14.8 billion just called an even 15 bill dad over in at Stellantis it- in North America, just in North America, they have found a way yes. to convince people to buy $63,000 Ram 1500s, $95,000 Jeep Grand Wagoneers. Stellantis is doing something right, man, if you're a shareholder. I, I was blown away to see how much money they made.
0: Uh, as a consumer, their, their sales are actually down. Uh, Jeep sales are basically in the tank. Um, but apparently, the Jeeps that are selling are huge profit margin items, at least for Stellantis, and I would assume to a certain degree for the Stellantis dealers that are out there. Um, you know, they have figured out. Al- although we know for a fact that Stellantis offers the highest amount of of customer incentives on their vehicles from every major brand and so it just indicates to me that maybe all their stuff is dramatically overpriced to begin with um how else how else does all that compute if you're selling fewer cars and you're making more money than you've ever made and i believe the reason they're making more money than they ever made is because dealers showed manufacturers two years ago that consumers will pay more than MSRP if they have to, to get something. And at that point, manufacturers said, well, why should we just let the dealer reap all that profit? Why don't we just raise the MSRPs, which they've done, and they've raised the invoice prices of the vehicles, which they've done, which is what allows them to make more money per vehicle that they wholesale to their dealer network, uh, it's it's really kind of crazy. House. Yes,
1: sales at Stellantis were down 15 and a half percent in the fourth quarter from the year prior. 15 and a half percent—that is a huge drop. Well, how yes. did they end up making more money than they did last year? Incentive spending slashed to the lowest level in six years. Stellantis dropped incentives by 31% for that same period of time. So you can still, folks, go out there and get a RAM 1500 for 15% below MSRP. That is very real. But look, this yes. blue line, that is RAM. RAM incentives used to be $7,000. That's not inflation adjusted or anything. Seven. $1,000 in 2019 was what you yes. could get off on a Ram 1500 just from Stellantis, not even from the dealer. Well, now dad it's less than half of that. It's below below $3,000. So yeah, you're spot on. They found a new business model. Mm-hmm. One where they flood the market with inventory relative to their peers. They yes. do offer deals below MSRP and they offer non-trivial incentives. $3,000 is non-trivial to most consumers when you're spending 66,000 or 63,000. Yes. Still not that much. But I think they've figured out a path here. Plus, and this is this frustrates the hell out of me. Stellantis is the most upfront company when it comes to the to their uh, goals of charging uh, consumers subscriptions for buying uh, when they buy vehicles. So they're they're not only trying to get more market share because they want more people in their cars because they make yes. more money per car now. They also want us to have us start subscribing to features within our vehicles. I'm not a huge fan of Stellantis to begin with, but maybe I should buy some stock. Like maybe that's the outcome of this. Maybe I should try and be a shareholder. They're, they're doing impressive stuff.
0: Um, well, ever since they, uh, you know, they were, Stellantis was formed by, uh, a joint venture with uh, the French company, uh, uh that I, I think it's PSA, um, which I believe makes Peugeot. I'm not a hundred percent certain on yep. that. Um, but, you know, ever, ever since it was taken over, yeah, they have figured things out. They have improved their profit margins. Um, they, they have um, falsely created this image of they're a higher quality product than they had been in the past. Um, and the reason I say falsely is I, I don't think it's really a higher quality product. I, I believe it's the same quality that it was before but they' it's it's like putting lipstick on a pig they made it look better okay doesn't yep. mean that it's higher quality they just made it look better um, and Americans um, seem to be okay with well paying more to get what looks better might not be better but actually looks better um, and then obviously, They've done really, really well in Europe and and Asia with the the Jeep brand. I think the Jeep brand does better in Europe and Asia today than it does in the United States. Um, But it is a... Jeep, for instance, is a, is a brand that, that usually sustains a tremendous amount of customer loyalty. Um, you know, there are Jeep Nicks out there that just love their Jeep products, and they love being able to put uh, kits on them to raise them up and everything. So, yeah, they, they, they have perfected their spot within uh, the big three automakers in the United States. They really have.
1: Yeah, they they really have. They've found their niche, and they're making it a profitable niche. That's for sure. Let's come to the chat, Dad. We've got here from George. I'm having such anxiety just thinking about going car shopping in the next few months. Something to be said for the no-haggle model Saturn used to implement. Yes, I bought a Saturn in 1995. (laughs) I just want to remind George and everyone else. CarEdge.com, we are here to help. And George, we're currently running a special through the end of the month, 30% off our CarEdge Coach. Whether you use CarEdge Coach or not, man, do we have some really exciting things that you can use today and in the near future. So go ahead and look at the different ways that we can help you. CarEdge Coach, we have our concierge program as well. We're helping more people every single day, actually buying cars on their behalf. And we've got our deal roadmap coming out soon. we got a lot of fun things coming out over the next, honestly, couple days here. To help people, I'm very excited. So, George, please check out the website. We're not going anywhere, we are 100% here to help you.
0: Yeah, there and, we go. Car, and Car Edge Coach that's a one time fee for 90 days' worth of access, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, you and get all the data. Head. We're bringing back negotiability scores, suggested offers today. You get Black Book. Um, you also get access to our team. Uh, so all the folks that actually help people make car deals every day, it's, it's really great. So George, we're in your corner. Can't wait to be reading your success story a few months from now. All right, pops. I, I, do you want to do new segment? Do you want to do really gotta be kidding me? Uh, or do you want to do something different? You tell me.
0: Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that the new segment and the really you've got to be kidding me are probably all in one. If it all in one, if you're, uh, doing a health segment, um, so yeah, yeah, sure, go for that, go for that, handsome. Yeah. All I right,
1: can't we'll wait start to with our, what you really, have up you,
0: your sleeve. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: I've I've got a few things up my sleeve. All right, we will start with today's. Really, you got to be kidding me? Give me one moment here, folks. Really, you, you got to be, be kidding.
0: kidding me.
1: All right, Pops, take a look at your screen. Here is a vehicle yes. listing that was sent in to us from one of our community members. This was from a Chevy dealership, Tropical Chevy in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. I know it might be a little bit small. This is a new 2023 Chevrolet yeah. Silverado 2500 Z. All right, Dad, so the online advertised price. There was a recent price drop reduced by 5,000 yeah. big ones. MSRP of 76,000. a dealer discount, then customer. Okay, so the price, the advertised price online is $70,840. Now, I already put this over on the Twitter sphere. If you're not following over on Twitter, it is at Chefska. A personal goal this year is to hit 100,000 followers. I don't know if we're going to get there, but we're going to try like hell. Here is the -the out-the-door worksheet, Dad, from the dealership. Now, let's begin first line. The market value selling price of $75,840 is not the MSRP because we were just on the on the dealer website. The MSRP is $76,040. So who the hell knows where $75,840 <laughs> came from? We have okay. a discount of $4,700. Okay, so the adjusted price is $71,140. That still doesn't quite match up with what was online. Online was $70,840. And here we go, Dad. After that really generous discount of $4,700, yes. we've got $1,595 of Trop-Prot-Pikajee.
0: Well, uh, well that, would be, that would be the Tropical Protection Package from Tropical Chevrolet in, uh, in Tropical Feeling Like Miami.
1: Then you've got, Dad, your $5,000 market adjustment, taking your total purchase price up to $77,735. For those of you doing the math at home, that is only $7,000 more than their advertised (laughs) price online. And we haven't even gotten to the -the out-the-door price, which obviously includes... Taxable fees seven hundred forty seven dollars. The dock fee. Don't really understand how that's different than the other taxable fees. So there's another seventeen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars in crap, seventeen hundred dollars in crap, and yeah. taxes. Your out the door price, Dad, is eighty five thousand dollars. A measly fifteen grand over the advertised. You know, price. I'm I'm still looking for from? that.
0: I'm still looking for that five hundred dollar customer cash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do i think of that i i i think that is indicative of as to why customers consumers the american consumers out there hate car dealers um that's what i think of it it is it is a a really i i wanted to use the s word but i'll it is a really poopy business practice okay to to advertise one thing on a website and then adjust it where nothing matches, Um, you know, it just, it's a business decision that the owner made that he would rather not be transparent and would rather not be upfront with, with any potential customers out there that he wants to continue perpetuating what it is that consumers hate about dealerships and that's and that's a decision that the dealer principal made that the owner made where he said to his team the hell with transparency the hell with being honest we're going to use every bad business practice we can in order to get people interested in our vehicles and then we'll bring them in and then we'll jack them up
1: let me let me actually show you something, because this is a community member, so they are informed, they're knowledgeable. That's how we got our yes. hands on this. So again, this is the listing from the dealer website. And, and if we end up clipping this and uh, the state's attorney general in Florida sees this, hello to you, uh, sir or ma'am. This is yeah. the screenshot of the online listing, $70,840. What I just showed you, so over on Twitter was the $85,000 out the door price. What if I told you, dad, That our community member was such a savvy negotiator that the original pencil was actually $89,950. And that we actually have the conversation between the salesperson and our community member from the salesperson right now. We are at $89,000 without your $10,000. Were you trying to be out the door Without your 10K, I'm trying to not even be in your door. That is a good (laughs) response.
0: I like that. You know, that sounds like something I would say. I'm figuring at these prices, I'm never going to open your door. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to get the best deal for you. We've got then, Dad. um, Okay, so when you get the special rates, you don't get the rebate okay anytime you get the special rates the rebate is not pl- applied okay i'll finance with my credit union then please resend um and then i think our community member handled this really well um yeah you're stating this isn't possible that's bait and switch it's not really if you read the disclaimer on the bottom everything is fully disclosed your disclaimer says nothing about living in that area because they were also tying some of the uh, incentives to being in the area so there you go dad i'm proud of our community for standing up for this type of crap and um you know, that also shows you how easily you can negotiate four or five thousand dollars off one of these B.S. car deals. Not that you should take it. But, you know, the first pencil is 90 grand on a seventy thousand dollar advertised price. It's insane.
0: Um, It is. It is, unfortunately, for many, many dealerships out there, standard operating procedure. And I know that there are many people in the car business who watch this show who watch our videos and say, Ray, all you do is bash car dealers. I That is not all I do. I bash the bad car dealers. I don't bash the good ones. You won't hear me say a, a negative word about Earl Stewart Toyota in South Florida, okay? Because Earl Stewart just won't play this game. So yeah, I, I bash the bad ones. If you happen to work at a good one, or you think you work at a good one, I'll be more than happy to say, hey, there's a good one. But the number, the percentage of good ones is so small in comparison to the bad ones that I bash that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry you feel like I'm bashing you as well. If you're doing it the right way, I'm not bashing you. I'm just bashing the bad dealers. And believe me, there's enough bad dealers out there to keep me doing this nonsense for, I don't know, the next 10 or 15 years. You know, there's 18,257 franchise new car dealerships. Now, I don't know. Let, let's be generous and say, I don't know, 2,000 of them are good ones. Well, I still have 16,000 out there that I could bash on a daily basis. Okay? <laughs> so until we get everybody deciding in, in the automobile industry, to change the way they operate, to operate in a more customer centric, transparent manner. Yeah. And as, and as somebody who tried to do that when I ran dealerships, yeah, I'm going to bash you. I'm going to bash the bad ones. It's just the way I am. I, and you know what? I'm not even going to apologize for it. It sounds like I'm taking a leak. <laughs>
1: All right, everyone, go ahead and pour yourself a quick glass of water. Get whatever containers you may or may not have containing water. We are starting a new segment on the show Monday through Friday. We are going to have a hydration moment because I want my dad to stay hydrated. He wants me to stay hydrated. We want you to stay hydrated. Water is a good thing, and we all need it. And and, pops, cheers to to the first hydration moment.
0: And why and why why is that, Zach? Because I was silly enough to tell you yesterday that my doctor said, Ray, you need to you need to hydrate more. Which which only means that in the future you're not gonna get any health updates <laughs> after I go to a doctor. So, you know, <sighs> I could be dying. You're not gonna know. Okay, it's just—it's just you're gonna be hydrated,
1: damn it! You're gonna be hydrated. (laughs)
0: Yeah, hydrated. Yeah, you know. And I wasn't sure if you were pouring a glass of water or I was taking a leak. I'm not sure what that sound effect was.
1: I'll work on sound effects for the hydration moment, and then yeah, everyone, this will be fun. Everyone, let us know what you're sipping on. We've got a Lacroix, we've got a Diet Dew, um, we've got Kimberly with what looks like—are you drinking on the job, Kimberly? Is that? Is that, well, we'll, we'll take that offline um
0: that looked like a cocktail yeah wow
1: <laughs> gentleman jack all right well anyway we're gonna have a hydration moment for the foreseeable future spring water yeah. we got tea we got green tea awesome i got awesome
0: i coffee. got filtered water that's what sounds I'm like drinking.
1: justice is also drinking on the job this could explain a lot actually well uh, then that business. means yeah.
0: the uh, the, uh car edge electric show unplugged is going to be really interesting in about 15 minutes
1: (laughs) absolutely all right so let's let everyone know car edge electric if you have not tuned in for justice and pops i got a special guest today space please just go in the youtube search bar and type in car edge electric they are live in about 15 minutes i can't wait to tune in pops will you send us off we will be back tomorrow last time i
0: checked uh, we will be tomorrow's what Thursday. Indeed, we will be yes. back tomorrow at noon Eastern nine specific. I know I'm supposed to say Pacific, okay? It's just I like to play word games like that. So we'll be back noon Eastern nine specific with more news that you can use from CarEdge with your hosts Ray and Zach. How was that?
1: All right, pops. Enjoy the show. See ya.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And I'll see you in a few minutes on Car Edge Electric Unplugged. Take care, everybody.